0: Good morning boys and girls. I hope y'all are doing well today. I hope y'all are having a fantastic day today. I have a lot to talk about today and it's gonna range from two different topics. First topic is a book review of the book that I just finished called Jane Eyre. And then the second part is like, you'll see, you'll see, but (coughs) you'll see how I'll connect it, use a transition to kind of get things connected, but you'll see what I'm talking about because there's specific situations that have happened recently that connect to my review of the book and like what I noticed. Okay, let's get started. So first of all, I just read the book Jane Eyre by Charlotte Bronte or Bront or something like that. Is her last name? I really don't know. The book is like a classical literature kind of literary fiction type of book. It's very similar to that of the Pride and the Prejudice Sense and Sensibility, like, books like that, um, which, honestly, I'm a fan of books like that. Like, I enjoy them. I do. But also, I'm kind of getting out of them to a degree, um, not really, like, fully into them like I used to be into them. So, yeah. <clears throat> but I would say my overall rating of the book, okay. I forgot how I classified them before because there was like a way that I classified books in different categories. But I'm just going to make up new categories. I don't remember. But overall, I would say the book is like a hmm, is like an eight out of ten. And the only reason why it's eight out of ten is because I don't like Mr. Rochester. I don't like two of the characters in the book. So that knocks off two points. Everybody else in the book was fine, but those two characters particularly irked me, and so I feel like I can't give it a 10 out of 10. But I would say it's an 8 out of 10 because there are so many. Sorry if I'm like breathing so heavily, (laughs) y'all. I'm outside walking, so, and I'm like so animatedly talking right now that it feels like, oh, I can't breathe. (sighs) Okay, anywho. So. Where was I going with that? Oh, the book is an eight out of ten because the book is so interesting. I mean, it literally has twist and turn left and right. Like it keeps you on your toes. It's one of the most plot-heavy books I've ever read in that like genre of like old timey um literary fiction, especially when it deals with romance, because Like Pride and the Prejudice deal with romance, but there's not so many plot turns, you know? And um, some of the other books I've read, like, it deals with romance, but it's not, it doesn't have as many, like, ooh, girl, what's going on type of vibes. And I'll give you, like, an overview of it because it really is such an interesting story of this girl's life. Um, But some of the things I want to talk about that I loved from the book, number one, I loved the allusions to Christianity or Christian conformity and hypocrisy. Like, she touches on that in the beginning of the book when the girl goes to this, like, um, school for girls. Like, it's like a boarding school. Um, And it's, like, Christian, and they're, like, trying to instill Christian principles in people. And you see how, like, the guy is very, like, hypocritical because the guy who owns the school for girls, he's like, girls need to be dressed minimally. They don't need to be... um, wearing all of these different fancy clothing um because that's going to make them conceited and he's saying it like like how's he saying it (laughs) he's saying it like as if wearing nice clothing is horrible and so he gives them the bottom of the barrel clothing like literally beige clothes and it's just like a frock like it's just a simple dress no like you know anything like that it's just like a simple dress really nothing else that makes you look or feel beautiful you know he gives them all that barely feeding them down there they barely got food and yet he want to talk about this is the will of god and then his wife and his daughter come in and they wearing like the most like elegant dresses one could find so it's like okay what's the this is very hypocritical since you want to be talking about people need to be wearing minimal clothing or i mean minimal type of styles or whatever and then you got your wife and stuff coming up here wearing all this craziness anywho I was like that really did touch home because I feel like that is how Christianity is at times and with certain people that like it really is people out here being so hypocritical talk about some y'all need to do this y'all need to do that and then they themselves aren't doing that so that's funny and then it touches on like conformity too because all the girls had to dress the same they all had to do the same things They all had to learn the same things. And it's just kind of crazy to me that like everybody expects this is what you need to mold into. You need to be, this is how it was back in the day. This is not so much so now, but back in the day, they were like, you need to be this quiet, submissive woman who knows how to cook and knows how to draw and knows how to (coughs) sew and knows how to do, like all these different things. And it's like, y'all really, where the feminists at? Where the feminists at? Because we need a little bit of change. Um, So yeah. My favorite line out of the entire book is on page 151, where <laughs> where the author writes, uh, he went on as a statue would, that is, he neither spoke nor moved. And it's just like, she could have said, like, he didn't move or speak. But no, she said he went on as a statue would. Like, who came up with this? It's kind of cool. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Um, and then another page I liked from it was um, on page 138 when she says, That Then I desired more of practical experience than I possessed, more intercourse with my kind of acquaintance with character, hello, Um, acquaintance with variety of character than was within my reach. And I was like, I had to think about that for a moment, but I was like, oh my goodness, when it hit me, I was like, this is such a good point. She's basically saying in this moment, like, she desires more than what she's seeing happening in her life. Like, she desires to be acquainted with people who have variety of character, and when i saw, i was like oh my goodness that connects to me because i was just talking about how i want to like know more people and like have different types of acquaintances and different type of relationships in my life and i feel like that's like similar (laughs) i don't know but when she talks about wanting a connection with a variety of characters that definitely is what i want to is like to know people who have different things, and different interests, and different personalities, um, instead of just having all the same people in your life, and all the same people who are connected to you, and especially if they're boring, (laughs) Um, then another one was page 109, when she says, I longed to go where there was life and movement, I was like, yes, girl, snap, 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 snap. because yes, especially when you're young, you want to go, like, I'm starting to notice that, like, when you're little, like like little baby little, it's important for you to have stability because you need to have stuff that you can expect, right? And I think kids really thrive in stability. Well, when you're like in that age of young adulthood, you really start wanting to move. You really start wanting to spread your wings and fly as the people say, like that's really what you wanna do. And then when you get to be like, you know, 30 and above, you start wanting to settle down a little bit more and you start wanting to provide that stability. And it goes really well with the fact that at that time you tend to start having kids or more kids and you like are needing to settle down for them so that they can have stability. So it's kind of like a circle of life, if you will. But I'm at the age where I do want to move around and I do want to flap my wings, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. And then page 537 where he, where she says, his nature was not changed by one solemn hour of prayer. And I was like, okay, this character that she's talking about, Mr. Rivers, ooh, Lord bless Mr. Rivers. I could not stand him as a character. And so when she said this, I was like, yeah, his nature's not gonna be changed. Like who he is as a person is not gonna change just because you pray. Right? Like, no. Um but let's get into the characters. So the first character is Jane I like her she's really cool she is like the main character like if from her perspective it's almost like an autobiography it's almost what's the autobiography self biography it's almost like an autobiography of sort but no but it's like not because it's like fake it's fiction it's not real but i would say it's like an autobiography but she's like a cool person she seems dope i would want to be her friend honestly (laughs) Hello. Um. But there's not much to her other than that, other than being cool. Like, well, I don't know. She gets on my nerves, cause back and forth, back and forth. That's all I see in the book is like, back and forth, back and forth. Like she's constantly like, oh, I'm gonna do this. And then she like, oh, I don't wanna do that. Like, I don't know. So, but she's nice cause she like, enjoys silence and solitude. Um, but she also desires to have like a meaningful connection with people. And I thought, like, that was interesting because that's the same dynamic as me. She's kind of in the mindset of, like, I would rather be by myself if I can't be with somebody who's interesting to talk to, you know? And I think I feel the same way of, like, I would rather be with people who are interesting to me than be with people who I don't really care about just for the sake of company. Like, if that's going to be the case, I'd rather just be by myself. So that's cool. Now... Let's get into mr rochester no let's go to the next people because i feel like i have a, a bone to pick with mr rochester so i got i gotta come back to him girl this long this is long <laughs> uh, let's talk about the river sisters so she jane in the story goes through a bunch in life i'll just briefly go over it she was an orphan because both of her parents died she ends up living with her aunt her aunt and her aunt's children treat her badly She ends up going to a place, a school for girls, called Lowood, Lawwood, something like that. Um, That's the Christian school. She basically gets, like, all this stuff happens, and then a fever breaks out. And so she decides to advertise that she's going to be a governess somewhere. So then she's looking for a place to be a governess, like a teacher in home. And she finds a place, and that is Mr. Rochester's place. and so he has, like, a little girl, which I'll get into in a minute. He has a little girl that lives at his house because basically what happened was he was with this girl named Celine. But then Celine had a kid. And Celine said that that kid was his, but it didn't really look like him. So he didn't believe it. And back then they didn't have paternity tests. You know what I mean? They didn't have um, they didn't have Mari. So they couldn't tell if he actually was if he wasn't. So he, she said, oh, that's your, that's your daughter. And he was like, mm, I don't really think so. But then she was like, no, it is. And then she ends up leaving and abandoning the child. So then Mr. Rochester takes the child in and takes care of her. Okay, well, that's fine. But why are you lying about it? That's my problem. Why are you lying about it? Like he never told anybody about any of this. Anywho, next point. So she goes, so Jane lives with him. And his family, they end up falling in love, but then she ends up finding out some tea that causes them to not be able to be together. And she's like, "Well, if I can't be with you, I gotta leave you." And so then she ends up leaving, and she's like, "By herself, she ain't got no money, she ain't got nowhere to go." And so then she ends up in this random behind place, and she's like, "Ain't have food, didn't have water, didn't have a place to stay." So she's sitting on a doorstep of this random house that she had knocked on, and they told her, "Nah, you can't come in." She's sitting there crying because she like I don't know what to do at this point. It had been three days of her not having water, not having food, all that stuff like that. Then here come um, Mr. Rivers. He pull up to the house. He walk up the stairs and he see that she's sitting there. And he's like, "Who's this girl?" And then they're like, "Oh, she came in. She was begging." Da 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 da. And they're like, "Well, she he's like she's so pale, like she's so whatever. Bring her in the house. Let's take care of her at least a little bit." So then they take care of her, all that stuff like that and then they actually end up becoming very well acquainted with her cuz the sisters love her. By the way, I love the sisters. So the sisters love her and she loves them. So she ends up staying a little while longer and then she ends up getting employment because like the the guy Mr. Rivers he ends up like helping her find a place to work which is like at a school for girls. Like he, she basically like becomes another teacher but like for a huge group of girls and then um what's it called? What happened after that oh yeah then they found out they was all cousins and so then that even made her like love them even more because she's like dang now i have like actual people that i'm related to because before she thought all the people that she was related to were gone so now she finds out that she has people she's related to Anywho, needless to say that brings us to the point of the river sisters so sister there's these two sisters i forgot their names i think there's like diana and somebody else but they're sisters and their brother is mr rivers john rivers right well the River sisters, they are so compatible with Jane. Like, they literally, like, get along so well. Interested in the same type of thing she's interested in. And it just, you can see their, like, friendship forming even before they actually become aware of the fact that they're cousins. And then they almost treat her like, like they're her older sister, which is kind of cool. Because, like, I don't know. I just like stuff like that. Where it's, like, you're taking care of people you don't even really know about. You don't even really, like, know them like that but yet because of your mutual connection you feel like you're connected to them in some way dang it's a lot of people out here today i'm like whew, i'm trying to talk i'm trying to <coughs> it's too many people i need to go home um anyhow i've passed like 10 million people today on the side of the road like where am i in you work? Anywho, so i just think it's cool when people like you're so connected with people that you feel like you're related even when you're not. And then to come to find out that they are actually related was pretty cool. Um, they're also very educated women. They're women who have like a plan in mind. Like they were literally studying German so they could move to Germany and teach there, which I thought was cool. Um, I honestly would have loved to see them develop a little bit more. We didn't really get to see their characters too much other than just like these older sister slash mentor type of like role and then them leaving. So I would have loved to see them develop a little bit more. i love to see their character a little bit more. I think that would have been cool. Um, And let me tell you this. Even if they, like, have moved with Jane to Germany, like, that would have been cool, too. Like, dang, we would have been able to see, see the girlies out of country and stuff like that. I don't know. I think that would have been nice. So, yeah. I did not like the trajectory of the book. I did not like the way that the book went and the way that the book ended like (laughs) i did not like it let me tell you the main reason why i didn't like it number one we have mr rochester number two we have mr rivers the only like two main males in the story and i will say this the reason i'm so like beefed up about it is because she really didn't meet that many people like literally it's this 18 year old girl within the span of her years of being 18 19 20 This 18 year old girl is so little exposed to like the reality of like how many men are really around her in life. And then she like ends up getting with Mr. Rochester who's like a 40 year old man who has no character. Like he's just the ugly behind person. And then the only other person she's exposed to is her cousin and he even proposed to marry her. Okay, let me stop. (laughs) this is crazy oh my goodness okay so let me talk about mr rochester i can't stand him in the book he's horrible he's very needy he's very clingy he's dishonest he lies about having a wife and he lies about like having other mistresses and then he makes it all seem like it's for good reason and he makes it like it seems like a pity story like oh you're supposed to pity me because this is the har- the hardships of life I have to face. And this is my lot. Well if you don't shut up. So basically what happened was his parents, his dad and his brother had tricked him into getting married to a woman who was like mentally ill. And they knew that she was mentally ill, but they didn't tell him. And so then he just saw her as like very beautiful and the family was like coercing him into getting married to her, right? So he gets married to her only to find out that she is mentally ill and she's like burning stuff up like y'all like she's she's like burning up the house she's like doing all this crazy stuff biting people like stabbing people it's crazy and so she's doing all this stuff they didn't know that um that she was like that they just thought she he just thought that she was just like you know beautiful girl who didn't talk much no she didn't talk because she was you know mentally ill all that stuff like that so Anywho, they rush the wedding. He gets married to her, only to find out later on that she's mentally ill. So then he has to basically legally take care of her because that is his legal wife. And he can't divorce her because, you know, they didn't really have divorces like that back in the day. And so he can't divorce her. Well, then he moves her into his house and all that stuff like that. And he goes abroad. I forgot where he went. Spain, Italy, somewhere like that. Goes abroad mind you they're all in England and so then he goes abroad from England to another place like Spain or something like that and he ends up like falling in love with this other girl named Celine but Celine is kind of like all over the place like she just does whatever she wants to do and he can't legally get married to her but he has her as a mistress and then he has somebody else as a mistress too I forgot who at a different time and so he ends up falling in love with them and he's like giving so much of himself he's like giving her all his money and all this stuff like that giving her a house to live in and all this stuff like that and then she basically takes advantage of him and she leaves and mind you that's the one that that had the daughter and said that that was his and all this stuff like that so then he comes back to england brokenhearted because he has a you know crazy woman as a wife and then he. Can't fall in love with anybody because, you know, whatever, whatever. And then all this stuff like that. And he tries to make it seem like his reasoning behind why he lied was good. Well, you need to just tell people that up front. Because then you got this 18-year-old girl who really believes you love her. And, I, you know, whatever. It's debatable if he really did love her or not. We don't know. But it's debatable. But it's like, how you going to sit here and not tell her all this information? You know, I think that would have influenced at least a little bit of her... Willingness to like marry you. That, that's probably why he didn't tell her because he didn't want it to be influenced. And so he tries to marry her quickly. He's like, "Oh my god, I love you so much. I gotta marry you. I gotta marry you. I gotta marry you." And then they get to the altar, and this guy, Mr. Mason, pulls up. And Jane already knew Mr. Mason because she knew him from. She just thought he was like a friend of Mr. Rochester's because he had been by the house, right? So she just thought that he was like a friend of Mr. Rochester's or whatever. Well, it turns out, Jane didn't notice, but this was revealed when she was standing at the altar. It turns out he got a wife. And that his wife, Mr. Rochester's wife, was actually the, the sister of Mr. Mason. So that's how she that's how he knew her, and that's how they was all acquainted or whatever like that. So Mr. Mason pulls up to the altar, and he's like, they, the, the priest is like, anybody got any objections? And Mr. Mason is like, yeah, I got an objection they can't get married. And everybody's like, oh my God, mom, why? And so then come to find out, he tells them the whole story about how, you know, he already had a wife and that would not be, you know, whatever, under God and all that stuff like that. So then, <laughs> so then he's like, oh, oh. that's a leaf. I thought that was a snake. Um, so then they're like, oh my goodness. And then here go Jay. I can't marry you because that's, like, you know, that's not reasonable. I can't do that because, you know, that's not pleasant in the sight of God and all this stuff like that. And so, they, whatever, whatever. And it's, like, I understand that Mr. Rochester was being tricked by his family. Like, I, that's horrible for your family to trick you into marrying someone. And that's horrible for, you know, you to get married to somebody who you didn't even know that that's who that person was. Like, had he known that? And still gotten married, I think it would have been different. But the fact that he didn't even know, like, that's crazy. You know, I understand that. But that doesn't mean that you have to go around being dishonest, and that doesn't mean that you have to go around gaslighting people into <laughs> marrying you. Um, so, yeah, it's just a vibe from his character I did not like. We do see character development before the end, and he becomes like a more simpler person, so like, he becomes more humble, um, and he allows Jade to help him. But it's giving very much like, you're the only one in the world for me. Like, I hate everybody else, but I love you type of vibe. And I don't like that. Like, please don't make me be the only person in the world. Like, (laughs) Because that's going to be very lonely for you. Because I'm not. You know, you need to branch out. And so I feel like that's what his character needed to do. He needed to branch out a little bit more. And I would have loved to see Jane branch out a little bit more, too, because she only literally knew two men in her life. So it's like, you know, (laughs) the options are few. You start getting picky and choosy and you think that that's who you love when really you could have loved somebody else who would have had a way better character than him. But he didn't. Um, I don't know. He just lied so much. I'm like, I just did not. And then he didn't uncover the truth until it came, like until it all blew up. And it basically felt like he was taking advantage of her because he's like saying all this stuff to make it seem like that it wasn't really his fault that he lied. No, it is still your fault that you lied. Like, that's the choice that you made, you know? Like, yeah, you can blame certain instances on people, but that's still the choice that you made. You made that choice to lie. And so, I don't know. Um, and I also hate when toxic character traits are passed off as romantic, and that's how it is in the book. Like, it's definitely, he's manipulative, he's impulsive, he's dishonest, he's clingy. These are all things I feel like are toxic traits. And he it's passed off as romantic oh my goodness he's so in love with her he wants to marry her right now Ooh, <laughs> no thought behind it no judgment no consideration like okay all right um you know or like he's over here trying to convince her that he um by trying to manipulate the situation so that he can get married to her and that she won't see him as a horrible person It's like okay like all right babes calm down you know give it a minute give it a rest and then he's super clingy like all up on her 24-7 first of all y'all aren't even married and you all up on her calm down you know and he's like you're the only one for me like i can only be with you there's no one else who's like you it's like no you'll find you can find somebody else who's also compatible like i understand the whole point of like soulmates and you might not find somebody who's just like The person that's your soulmate, but you will find somebody who's still compatible for you. And I think there are many people who could be compatible for you. Many people who could be souls, like mates for your soul, meaning like they encourage your soul or uplift your soul. Like I consider Kamari a soulmate of mine, not in like the romantic way, but in the way of like, she really does uplift my soul. When I talk to her, I feel my soul being, you know, and I think that there's many people who could be. So Yeah, (laughs) so that's all on him. The next person, Mr. Rivers, this is the one that's her cousin. I like the description of his character at the beginning, like when he's first introduced. The description of his character is amazing. And I think the reason why I like this so much was because he's like a stark contrast to Mr. Rochester in a way. Like he seems a little bit more humble. He seems a little bit more like down to earth. At first, he seems like this. Then we come to find out he's like this over-religious person who just like is very manipulative as well. So even though he has a starkly different personality than Mr. Rochester, we still see him being manipulative. Like we still see those overbearing characteristics in him as well. And so... We all know he's the cousin of Jane. We all know that he tries to, but this is the thing, it's giving very much Alabama because he tries to force her to marry him um, so that he can go to India. He's like, I'm about to go to India and I need somebody to come with me as my helpmate. And she's like, yeah, sure, I'll come with you. Like, yeah, definitely come with you as your sister because you know, that's what I'll do for you. And then he's like, no, I need somebody to come with me as a wife. And she's like, well, I can't come with you as a wife, but I can come with you, like, maybe like an assistant, you know, or a cousin, <laughs> period. And she's like, he's like, no, I need somebody to come with you as a wife. And she's like, okay, well, if you need somebody to come with you as a wife, I can't do that because you're my cousin. Ugh. Even that just sounds gross to me. That's a throw up. That's what the people did back in the day, though. Back in the day, people really didn't marry their cousins. Queen Elizabeth married her cousin. Like, that's weird. It's weird. So, anywho. She's like, nah, I can't marry you then. If that's what you want me to do, I can't marry you. And then he's like, oh my goodness. Like, you're like defying the will of God. Like, God wouldn't be pleased with this. And if you deny me, you're denying God. Oh, <laughs> no, that's getting problematic. That's getting manipulative. Because you know this girl love God and you're trying to use God against her. Like, that's not what God said. He did not say that she needed to marry you in order to get into heaven. Like, no. And so his character was very problematic in that way. I did not like it because I was like, stop trying to, and then he tried to use the Bible out of context to try to like make her feel guilty about denying his marriage proposal. Um, no, sir. Like it is so, oh, it is so bad. I'm I'm like, what is the problem? I'm like, what is the problem? These people in this book, I tell you, these men in this book are ghetto they are from the ghettoest parts of earth like why 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 why? did not like it so yeah and then I feel like he was supposed to be seen or he at least saw himself as this like upright man who's doing the will of God who's really fervent about his will But really, like, he was just as prideful as Mr. Rochester. He was just as manipulative as Mr. Rochester, all that stuff like that. And some of the character traits that I did not like in him, he was standoffish. He was overbearing in his opinions and his pursuits. First of all, let me explain why he was standoffish. Because he, like, okay, he was standoffish because he would literally, like, not talk to her at all. And yet wants to marry her. Like, he barely treated her as a human being and yet wanted her to come with him. And the reason why he said he wanted to, her to come with him was because he's like, oh, she's fit. You're fit for the ministry. You're fit for, like, you're meant to be a minister's wife. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. It's giving weird. It's giving weird. That's what it was giving. And so, anywho. So he's definitely like a standoffish. Like he barely talked to her, barely even treated her as a person, always wanted to be by himself. And then whatever, whatever. And then he was trying to teach her like a certain language so that she could go with him. Like that was his plan all along. But it's like, you're doing a lot. You really are doing a lot. Like calm down, stop being such a try hard. Um, And he was overbearing in his opinions and pursuits. Like, obviously, as you can already tell, him over here talking about, like, if you deny me, you're denying God. Like, anybody who ever puts me in a position like that immediately, immediately gone. Immediately gone. No. <laughs> because that's not true. Like, if I deny you, that does not necessarily correlate with me denying God. That is not how that works. And that pissed me off because I'm like, this dude really this dude really out here like just saying stuff just to be saying stuff like <laughs> and then once again another character trait i didn't like of him was that he was manipulative. he was also over religious as we already talked about like i don't like that because you know what like, oh i'll talk about that later but he forces his way like in his opinion and what he wants without consideration of others so we have the two characters who i did not like in this book Rivers, who's overly religious, and in Rochester, who's overly worldly. Like he was out here literally having mistresses. He was out here literally having a whole other wife and did not even consider, like he didn't even consider any of that. Okay, anywho, both of them though, were distasteful characters to me. I did not like them and they were manipulative in their own ways. And I just, I wanted to punch them. (laughs) Um, But what was good about reading about these characters was that they both reminded me of uh, like people who I've met recently in my life or like reconnected with recently in my life. And so Mr. Rivers, the overly religious one, reminds me a lot of Jamal. And Jamal is this person I met um, through, I know, I hate to say it, met through a dating app and we started talking and stuff like that. And he's a cool person to a degree, but he's, me and his relationship is very shallow. Every time we talk, we're only talking about music or we're talking about movies or we're talking about shows. And yes, like I wanted to leave room at first for growth to happen for us to talk about deeper topics. But at this point, we've been talking for like two months. No, maybe even three months. And it hasn't really grown much from those type of conversations. So I was like, okay, that's a consideration thing to think about too. It's like, are they also putting in the effort to deepen or further what we have going on? Not really. And then on top of that, he's always sending me something about, you know, dietary laws. And the first time we talked, I remember the first time we FaceTimed, um, he was even telling me, he was like, oh, so do you eat pork and do you eat shrimp? And I said, well, I don't eat um, pork, but I do eat shrimp. Mind you, I'm from Louisiana. That's what we eat, dog. Like, okay, you know, and he's over here sending me all this stuff about dietary laws and why, you know it says in the Bible that we shouldn't eat pork and we shouldn't eat shrimp and all this stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that there was a scripture, not even pretty sure. I know for sure that there's a scripture in the Bible where Paul is writing to, I think it's to, I want to say it's to the Ephesians or the Colossians. It was, I think it was to the Corinthians. He's writing to them and he says, basically, it doesn't matter what you put in your mouth that defiles you. Rather, it matters what comes out of your mouth because that's proceeding from your heart. Basically saying, it doesn't matter what you eat. It matters what you say and how you talk to people and how you speak and whatever, whatever, because all of that is coming from your heart. It's proceeding from what your heart believes and what your heart thinks. So he's he's sending me stuff about like the dietary laws and all this stuff like that. And I'm not interested in that. He sent me a video of it and then he was trying to tell me about it one day. And then he was sending me, like, a post about it on Instagram. And I'm just over here, like, this is too many times. Like, I get it if you put it out there one time. And you're like, and then I just am like, okay, I'm not really interested in that. But thanks for sharing. Like, then you just stop. That's that's what you do. You just stop sharing that. Well, no, he just, like, consistently shares as if it makes me feel like he wants me to convert to that. I don't want to convert to that. Like, I don't, that's not what I feel like I've been convicted of yet. And so I don't want to force myself to try to like believe in something that I haven't yet been convinced to believe in you know what I mean and if that's what you want to do just like with Mr. Rivers like if he wanted to move he said he wanted to move to India to pursue the pursuit of mission of God okay cool that's cool that's what you want to do but you don't have to force anybody else to do that and I feel like that's what he's reminding me of like Jamal makes me feel like I have to force myself to also um like do these little dietary laws or whatever. And I'm like, I don't wanna do that though, because I haven't been convicted of that yet. And when I am cool, or if I am cool, but I'm not gonna force myself to believe that that's what I need to do right now in this current state in life. So he's definitely getting over religious too, where I just feel, and then I even told him, I was like, thank you for sharing, but I'm not interested in that. And he's like, wait, you're not interested in the Bible? (laughs) Oh. Is giving Mr. Rivers, deny me or deny God. Like, uh, it's like, it's giving the same thing. Am I, are you guys seeing the connection? Are you seeing the connection? He's over here talking about, wait, you don't want to read about the Bible? And I'm like, that's not the, that's not the Bible I read. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that was what it was back in the Old Testament, but that's not necessarily what it is now. You know? And so it just, it just threw me for a loop. I was like, baby... And so I'm like, give me a break, please. And then the next person who reminds me of somebody I've recently connected with in my life is Rochester, Mr. Rochester. Reminds me so much of Zeke. Very clingy. Very like you're the only person in the world for me. Very much like I need you to hold on to me because I need somebody in my life. And da 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 da. da. And it's like, okay, I don't want to. <laughs> that's it you know Um, oh y'all let me get past y'all before y'all touch the snake so it don't come over to me Mm -mm. (laughs) oh but he definitely gives Mr. Rochester just clinky needy like he's such a quote-unquote romantic but really it's just toxic and it's also suffocating. Like, it feels like you're drowning me because you quote unquote love me so much. Y'all, there are these little kids out here in a touch of snake. That's, that's what I said. <laughs> I said, y'all, let me get past y'all real quick before y'all come and touch this snake. Because, oh, that's scary. I don't like snakes. Uh-uh. Anywho, that's it. That's all I got to say. It's an interesting book, like I said, had the best plot lines I've ever seen in a romance type of novel, and I definitely, I probably would read it again, though I still don't like Mr. Rochester and Mr. Rivers, they just make me want to throw up, like, find somebody else, please, and she ends up getting married to Mr. Rochester, and like, yeah, he did become more humble, but he was still just as needy, just as clingy, just as, you know, whatever has before, so... Didn't really see much change there, but that's it y'all. I hope y'all have a great rest of your day. If you wanna check out the book, like I said, it's an interesting enough book to keep you entertained. The drama was palpable y'all. The girlies were really out here just experiencing such a dramatic life. Like it really was that. Um But I would say that there's gonna be characters you're not gonna like. <laughs> mainly that of Rochester, mainly that of rivers that's it that's all i got okay all right see you